Welcome to the Minnesota Vikings post-game report, the final post-game report of the Minnesota Vikings 2021 season. Uh, the Vikings in the season eight and nine, beating the Chicago Bears 31 to 17. I have the special privilege of being joined by Pete Bursich and Ben Lieber. And Pete, we'll start with you. This is, well, a win is a win, no matter how you look at it. I know a lot of people Absolutely. don't care about the stats after about 20 minutes after we record this this podcast. But what were your thoughts on today? Well, you know what, I I mean, as the game goes, um, it was really two different halves, and you see what you can get out of Kirk Cousins when you protect him, right, when you give him time. And once he decided to take some of those shots down the field, guys like K.J. Osborne, Amir Smith-Marset today, um, you know, having a really a nice day, and then obviously Justin Jefferson. So – you have that firepower. And Dalvin Cook, I mean, he's the leader of this offense. There's no question about that. He's the spiritual leader of this offense. He played hard today. And, uh, you know, once you gave him some time, you know, Kirk did a, Kirk did a really nice job defensively. You know, you, you, you started out a little slowly. You were on the field almost 20 minutes of the first half. And, you know, you turn around and come up with some big turnovers late. So, yeah, it's a great overall effort to to end this uh, 2021 season. Ben, you were on the sideline the entire season thus far, working for the Vikings Radio Network KFAN, and you've seen a lot of things that Pete, PA, and myself hadn't didn't see up in the booth. But one thing that we saw in the second half of this game was energy, like the energy on the sideline. How, how would you describe that the, the Minnesota Vikings coming out of halftime today? Well, you know, it's it's tangible. You know, it's not it's not just some mythical thing that you talk about and you. And we, and we just say, you know, you can feel it. And, um, you know, the first half there was no energy. And the Bears came out to play. They had a sense of urgency. They're much more physical. You know, once again, it seemed like our, the trenches were being won by the opposing team, which is a, a major frustration I think we've all had watching our team this year. But they made some adjustments in the second half and decided that, hey, we actually want to play this game. If we're going to be out there, let's go out there and play this game. Let's play physical. And the other thing is, you know, we throw around the, the word momentum a lot. You know, the offense starts taking care of, of the football and starts picking up first downs, gives our defense a little bit of a rest, and then gives them some energy when, when the ball gets turned back to their to their side, you know, after a score. That's what momentum is. And you see you saw the difference in the defense and just how they attacked the Chicago Bears, especially on third down and fourth down. They were getting after them. They could not really get a lot. They did not get a lot of pressure in the first half, but they brought a lot more pressure, actually calling blitzes, and guys started winning some one-on-ones up front. And so you put all that stuff together, that's what team football is all about. Yeah, that's what team football is all about is, like you said, Ben, capitalize on some of that momentum. We didn't do that in the first half. I, I believe we had – they had we forced their offense to three turnover on downs and had zero points coming off of that. Right. And then when you look at that, you say, okay, well, how do how do we get that going? <laughs> and clearly it was getting Dalvin Cook the ball. It was, and, it, and again, that's – it's amazing when Dalvin Cook's efficient and you're able to give him the football. It slows down that pass rush. It, you know, you get to third and manageable instead of third and long. You have a lot – you know, much – a lot more plays that you can call if you're Clint Kubiak, the you know the offensive coordinator. So it's 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 it you know we sometimes want to make this game so complicated, but it really isn't, right? It comes down it comes down to blocking and tackling, and you know we were aggressive, I think, all throughout the day defensively. Um, Harrison Smith blitzed more than I've ever seen him before, so I think that was kind of a you know what we have a great day, have some fun, go out there and run around. So yeah, it was it was a fun it was a it was a fun game to watch, and it was—it's nice 
to see them bring it together at the end of this game because we had you know we had been so close so many times and you know hopefully you, you can build on you know what you've done here and and there might be some changes there's going to be a lot of faces that are new to the franchise so you know at least you go into the offseason with a good feeling yeah and you talk about some of those guys that you can build on but you know it's going to be a lot of different faces this year but one face that the Minnesota Vikings franchise has been familiar with is Anthony Barr you guys are two former linebackers he finished of course he's on a one-year deal this year but he finished which may be hopefully not but may be his last game here as a Viking with 11 tackles two sacks his last game had two interceptions how would you describe his play as of late? I'll ask both of you guys a question. Well, you know, for Barr, I think, you know, the season started slowly, obviously. You know, he wanted to make sure that he was healthy. Um, you know, then he comes back, and, it, it, you know, he hadn't played a lot in the last two seasons, so it took him a little while to get to get those legs underneath him. And when he did, I mean, again, he's he's an impact player, and that's that's why he's here. He's an unbelievable blitzer, um, makes, makes big plays, and with the interceptions that he had, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, it's, it's just – that's the kind of dynamicism that you want out of a linebacker, and they're very, very tough to find. It's going to be very, very hard for this franchise to, you know, to replace an Anthony Barr if they decide not to re-sign him. But and I, and I do think that ultimately it's going to come down to money, which a lot of it is for a lot of these players. But you know, Anthony Barr, you know, I, I know a large part of that was probably Mike Zimmer, and, and we'll all figure out like what happens in the next day or two with, with that situation. But Anthony Barr turned down more money to go to the New York Jets because he likes it in Minnesota. He likes this defense. He likes the coaching staff. You know, now is that going to is that going to translate even if there's a coaching change into like, hey, I want to play with my best friend and Eric Hendricks for more years. If that's the case, what does that contract look like? And and how healthy is his knee? I mean, there's there's a there's a health aspect to this too, you know, if if Anthony Barr, if we can get that Anthony Barr when he's on the field and he's healthy, he's a disruptor, he's a playmaker, and he's a tone setter. People pay for that. Now, if you're going to tell me that, hey, you're just going to, the expectation is Anthony's only going to maybe be out there for 12 or 13 games of the season because of his knee issue, but he, you can get that level of play, I would love to see him back. I, I, I think he's an important piece of the defense. So there's a lot of there's a lot of variables to his situation. I mean, number one is going to be his motivation to come back, and and you know that partly depends on who the coach is. Well, Pete, you know there has been a lot of tension, talk, rumors about Mike Zimmer. That just this entire organization going forward as of the end of this game. How do you just assess Monday? morning for the Minnesota Vikings and going forward well I mean you've done every you know if you're a coach you've done everything that you possibly can up until this point you know you do you have some regrets I'm sure you do um you know and, and the main thing I think for ownership and for everybody to figure out was what was the plan going into this year and how'd we get derailed from that you know obviously we expected a playoff season you know you brought in a lot of new faces defensively um, and you know, just it seemed like we struggled all year to get them all on the field at the same time. So you got to go through that. You got to you know say where did we go right? Where did we go wrong? Um, you know what does this team need going forward? What are the biggest needs? Um, what are the guys that we want to keep? What other guys are we willing to let go? I mean that that's all part of this process, and it has to be done no matter who's in charge. So you know I, I guess for Zimmer it's kind of like what will be will be right now, right? You know you you just 
you hold your head up high and, and, and hang your hat on, on the things that went well this year. And if not, then you got to figure out things that you, you, know, you want to improve on. And he'll find out very quickly whether or not he's going to be making those decisions. And, um, you know, for Zimmer, it, it's been a great run here. It's not like it, anything to be embarrassed about. I mean, we've, we've had some unbelievable seasons. Defensively, you know, we've, we've been putting together some great seasons. And, um, you know, it's, again, it's, it's what is this, where does this franchise want to go and, and what does ownership and the general manager Rick Spielman want to do? Well, yeah, well, as we speak right now, as of Sunday, around 3.45 p.m., Mike Zimmer is still the head coach, and he still has another year left on his contract, and he's still the third winningest coach in franchise history. So to your point of, well, he, he has done everything up to this point that he can, he can be proud about and hang his hat on, but just to look at that, Ben, and you look at this season alone, how would you just assess that with Mike Zimmer at the helm of it? Well, obviously it's it's going to be a tough decision um, if they decide to let him go because, like Pete's saying, I mean, and you just and you just laid it out, third winningest coach in franchise history. I mean – that's that's incredible to do it any at any franchise, and I think that's the realization of what the NFL is is going to come you know smack dab in everybody's face in these probably next 24 hours if they decide to move on because the reality in the NFL is nothing lasts forever, and and everybody is chasing that championship, and when you get so close like they did, and they go out to Philly and and it ends the way that they did. Um, with the with the chance to play in a Super Bowl in your own stadium, you know that was you know one of the highest points that he's led this team to, and probably one of the lower points of just the way that they showed up that day. But you know we've had an up and down um, situation with him, some up and down years, and I think there's a lot of outs for him. I think he does have a lot of built-in excuses. These last two years, his defense, quite frankly, has been atrocious. But there's been a lot of injuries, you know, a lot of things that you can't account for. And it's not just an injury to the starter and the backup. They're they're down to sometimes the third and fourth guy. You go back to last year, they're pulling guys off the streets to play in against against the Green Bay Packers. So that's kind of unfair to do to any to any coach and say, "Oh, we're going to we're going to evaluate you based on these these situations that you can't control." So how much of how much of what has happened the last couple of years is controllable and how much of it is uncontrollable? And and that's that's the the sheet and the the chart they're going to have to look at from a from an ownership standpoint. And you know, if they decide to move on without him, that's the harsh reality of the NFL, man. Like it is a performance what have you done for me lately deal and they have to look at the trajectory and and the path of where this team and franchise is going forward. Well, if I had to evaluate both of you guys' performance this year, um, I would probably say I wouldn't see you. No, I'm joking. But it's been a pleasure. Is this it? Is this it? Is this, is this our bring, wow. the, bring the playbook? Pete, Ben, bring your playbooks. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, but, but, but like you said, tomorrow's never guaranteed. Yeah. We can only do what we can today. I mean, I, I feel like we've put together a good season, one we can stand on and be proud of. And you know what? If the ax falls, then let it fall, baby. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a pleasure talking to to, to I, just sharing the microphones with, with both of you guys this year. You, you both of you guys make my job a lot easier. So to be able to talk ball, Ben, we've had the audible all season long. Of course, you you weren't on the last episode, but I know. still, I know it, it's been a it's Stupid been a pleasure COVID. having you guys and uh, Pete. Um, barring a pen every single time I see you, except for today, and. <laughs> 
having our, our friendly wagers and friendly conversations off the mic it has, has been a pleasure, man. It, it has been the absolute honor just to sit beside you guys and, and talk ball every single week this year. That's what we do, man. You know, get used to it. Hopefully we'll continue to do it for, you know, another 10 years. Man, and I feel ba- and I feel bad for you, Gabe, because, like, <laughs> you know, you, you come over here for the Washington football team and – Last year was kind of a bust, yeah, right? Because yeah. it's like no fans in the stadium. You don't get to see the and, and feel the true fandom that you know, which makes the the Minnesota Vikings fan base one of the best in the country. Um, and then you get a year like this, yeah. where you know potentially there's going to be organizational changes. <laughs> You're playing a meaningless game against the Chicago Bears. Um, we, we, I, I, like you're the you're the type of person that it's like I want this team to be so good for, so we can just kind of like share in these great moments. But it hasn't really happened yet. But that being said, we we've still made it fun. Yeah. you're an absolute pleasure to work with. You're a, a true professional. I mean, someone has to take take one look at your notes from from a game to realize that you care about this and what you're doing because you take impeccable notes and uh, and you you've always got the smile on your face. We. We, sh- we shared, you know, cocktails a couple yeah. times recording these podcasts. Like, be you don't, on you don't get to do soon. that in most working <laughs> situations. I appreciate it. Um, I think my same mantra for the last four years is next year is our year. So I'm going to say it again. We didn't get it done this year, so next year is our year. And hopefully this Minnesota Vikings team can, can figure it out and get it done. But more importantly, Vikings fans, thank you guys for tuning in to, to everything that we do on the Minnesota Vikings radio network or on, the Vi- or on Vikings.com. So, um, in the meantime, make sure you stay tuned to Vikings.com. we got a lot of postseason content from draft to combine to everything, free agency. It, it is going to be an interesting offseason. I'm looking forward, and I'm all three of these, all three of us are looking forward to giving you guys um, the, the best covers that we can give. So on behalf of Ben Lieber and Pete Bursich, my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you again for tuning into another edition of the Minnesota Vikings post-game report following the Vikings 31-17 win over the Chicago Bears. See you guys next year.